Why, hello, and welcome to Biblical Chile. If you'll be so kind as to come this way, I'll find you a place to take that load off. They're just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. See, around these parts, we speak openly about the questions that people have on their daily walk with Christ. Yay, God. <laughs> in our uh, description of this topic, we might have to put like a little buzzword in there. Well aware that a good portion of our audience are teenagers. <laughs> we rely on the Bible for answers and direction. But this is not your regular Bible study. If he says it, it must be right. But I didn't explore it. I didn't look into any information on this. So I just went, boom. I'm not doing that. We value your perspective, and we want you to join in the conversation. I'll tell you how you can do that once they get started. What, you're telling me you can't kill people? Hmm. <laughs> we might have a problem here. Ah, well, looky here. An open seat right up front. Grab your Bible and your favorite drink. They're just about to start. Oh, there's the door. Listen, I'll check in on you later. I got to go. Order up. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Biblical Chili. If uh, you tuned in here by error, stay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, before we start with prayer, let's uh, see who's sitting around the table here. Uh, to my left. is Justin. This is Matt. This is Dale. This is Sully. And this is Wayne. And this is Tom. Before we get into what we're talking about, let's go ahead and start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for this ability to sit around with these fine gentlemen and, and, and talk about what, what you lay on our hearts, Lord. And I just pray that you be with us and be with the listeners, that uh, the words that we speak will not confuse them, that they may draw you, draw you closer to them and them closer to you. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let me lead off with a little explanation here. I was listening to a a, a sermon from an old pastor of mine that uh, he was talking about running full tilt ahead, knowing for sure that you you knew that you were doing the right thing, only to find out that you were running the best you could on the information given and that it was actually uh, misplaced. So in, in that moment, he wasn't in the wrong. He was going off of his convictions as to be the better parent that he could. Um, this instance had to do with uh, not understanding that his daughter had a hearing def def deficiency. And so he thought he was just that she was just uh, ignoring him when she actually couldn't hear him. And it wasn't until the doctors told him for sure that, yes, this is what's going on that he really understood. Now, I just finished a statistics class. The formulas could be perfect, but if you are given the wrong data and you enter the data in incorrectly, uh, even though the formula works great, you're still going to have bad results. Can you think of a, a biblical foundation for garbage in, garbage out? Something that would spell this out. I have a scripture verse here in mind, but I look around the table and I see at least one other Bible open to the same area. So I'll open this up to you guys. Uh, garbage in, garbage out. What, do you, what does that mean to you? Why don't you, go, why don't you go ahead and read that? Why don't you go ahead and read that? 
All right, I'm I'm in uh, Matthew 15, and I'm gonna start down here in verse eight. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So the people that are walking around saying that they follow Christ, but they, they don't really have a close relationship. And they might not even understand how to get that close relationship. They're just walking the best that they can or that they know how to because they, they, they aren't drawn near to them yet. Uh, down in the farther in this uh, in this scripture, verse thirteen. Well, I'll, I'll go to twelve where the question is posed. The disciples came to him and asked, "Do you know what the Pharisees that the, did you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard what you just said?" And he replied, "Every plant that my heavenly Father has planted or has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them; they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind." Both will fall into a pit. And Peter, being Peter, says, could you explain that to us? And he says, are you still so dull? I, I love that. <laughs> are you still so dull? <laughs> that sounds like something my wife has said to me. <laughs> are you going to be dull? Just today. Yeah. And, and um, in, prep- in preparing for this, this episode, this t- topic, that that song came into my head. That whole "Be careful, little eyes, what you see." <laughs> Tom, thank you. You are so welcome. Oh man! So now I'm going to open this up, guys. I, I I've spoken enough, and now I'm going to open the floor up to you. I have a question. So you didn't go deep into the story that you heard from the pastor. Um, but would you say the information he used to um, deal with his daughter was garbage? I wouldn't call it garbage. I would call it uh, not having all the facts. It was still incomplete. It was incomplete. And so if it's incomplete, then it could be garbage because it's not factual. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no way he knew that his daughter had a hearing Until someone showed them the way. Yeah, it's like... Can't you see this? No, Daddy, I can't see either. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <clears throat> Just this verse right here. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean. So everything that we take in does not make us unclean. But if we look at things that are unclean, eventually they're going to come out. Um he goes on to say, uh, let me read that again. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. For my whole parental life, I have used this passage with my kids. <clears throat> We're not going to watch that because eventually you're going to say those words. You're going to think those thoughts, and I don't want you to do that. Because whatever comes in here is going to come out eventually. And I know that to be true because I am a living proof of that. Uh, did I watch a bunch of garbage when I was a kid? No, I didn't. I was afraid of everything. I was one of those Baptist kids that was afraid of everything. And they preached that to us, that you shouldn't do that. Okay, But as I got older, I started to watch things. But there are uh, 
radio pastors or radio or, or TV uh, pastors who they rail against a lot of things. And I was all about that. Like the Halloween thing. Who, I mean, Halloween is not a, it's not a big deal at our house. It wasn't a big deal, but I just strictly forbid it. Boom. Because based on one person's, you know, very well known um, person who gave that opinion. Um, and I just, I mean, if, if he says it, it must be right. But I didn't explore it. I didn't look into any information on this. So I just went, boom. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I, I would agree with uh, what you said. So your your main focus, at least at this point, is talking about like media and our influences around us type mm-hmm. of thing, right? What what are our inputs, basically? Maybe I shouldn't say media. Maybe I should say our inputs and, you know, garbage in, garbage out. So in reference to something like Halloween or other holidays, because I've, don't get me wrong, I've heard the, the gambit for everything. Yeah. But I guess, I guess my question Opposed to that, in that reference, and you can answer this, what, is it where somebody is at the time of their conviction that makes something in lieu of like a holiday right or wrong in their life, going along the same lines as as being influenced by that holiday? You're asking me. I am asking you. You're asking you me. Brought, you brought up the guess, holiday thing, man. You, well, the Halloween thing wasn't even what I was going to bring up. It just kind of popped into my head. Okay. Because there was a radio pastor who talked about it. I mean, what influence is that on you? My main thing was just what we watch, what we hear, what we listen to. Eventually comes out. I mean, and I, for some reason, I strayed over to Halloween because I eliminated that from what my kids got to do every year when everybody else was out. Halloweening. Okay. <laughs> um, and that comes up all the time because was it really a big deal? We just went to get candy. No, it's the other stuff around Halloween that was an influence on other people. But we didn't focus on that, so why was I worried? And that's what our kids are saying now. Why did you do that? We didn't we didn't focus on that, so why was that such a big deal? Right. Because of the garbage in, garbage out. So that, and I would agree with you, I mean, putting holidays aside, but I would agree with you when it comes to usually the things around, whether it's a holiday or something else, or even something like television or radio or, or um, people we hang out with, even um, the volatility of people that we hang out with could, could affect that. And that verse that you're going into, I think it's, it's awesome that you went the way you went. Cause a lot of people go another way when they read that verse and they, they, they put it up as basically, it doesn't matter what you eat, you know, nothing will harm you as long as you pray. Instead, you took the, I know, it's funny, right? They take the other, you took the other side of the coin. It's like, no, it's, it's, Jesus was saying, you know, you can watch these things, but when it starts coming out, listen, it's, that means it's affecting who you are. Mm-hmm. That's the, that, and that's not even like when you, you're like, let's talk about like, you know, cuss words and kids or something like that. They, if they're watching a movie with cuss words, it, it may be going in, but once that starts coming out, that's the fruit. It's already too late. It's already made that effect inside of their heart that, uh, you know, garbage in, garbage out, that garbage is there now. I'm glad you you ended up with heart because that's uh, the segue I was going to go into with the next part of the question is um, how do you 
how do you gauge what is garbage? How do you gauge um what what is good? Now um same here, uh Matthew chapter fifteen, we're gonna jump all the way down to uh verse sixteen, right where I left off. Are you still so dull? Jesus asked them. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from their heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Now, I feel that they skipped a verse at the end here where he says, these are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. It should say dot, dot, dot. It will kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No germaphobes during this time. <laughs> but, but all joking aside, guys, um, how would you determine like a metric for gauging what is garbage? Um, I guess if... Okay. Okay, let's put it to you this way. Tom, I come to you and say, okay, if you... See me straight from the Lord. Let me know. Okay. What I mean by that is I don't necessarily feel myself straying from the Lord. It's hard for me sometimes to gauge it because it's, I'm right up close and sometimes the progression is slower. If, if you see me doing something I shouldn't be doing as a Christian, that's going to be one of the ways I can gauge if I'm doing right or not. Because Tom's going to come up to me and say, hey, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, and I'm not trying to, you know, just a brother coming along here, but should you be doing this? Should you be saying that? Should you be, you know, doing whatever? That's one of the ways you can gauge is having Christian brothers and sisters come to you and telling you, you know, hey, maybe you need to take a step back. But try not to be offended at it either, because they're trying to help. Well, I could take that a different way, because the fact that it's more... I'm going to go with your belief system or your values that you could actually depend on and actually look at it. Because if you think about it, most of the time that you see, let's say great sin like adultery and theft and stuff like that these people have strayed so far that they don't see a wrong in it they just see their gain they see something else that they actually desire and it's not the fact that they are they they see it as that's what they want Mm -hmm. it's not to stay with the lord or do anything like that Growing up, my uh, my grandfather had uh, horse horses, um, harness racing horses, and it was not the 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 ride on the back kind kind. It was the ride in the two wheel cart behind it. Now all these horses had blinders on the side. Hold on, you're talking about like the Amish cart? No, horses? no, no, no. Um, it's a single horse. With a single rider, he's in the back. He sits right behind the tail. He sits right behind the tail. Oh, so wait, you're talking about how they train with it. No, 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 no. harness racing. Yes. No, this yeah. is a light frame with 
Like, so it's like a, a seat with wheels? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's an Amish sports you're car. S- you're, <laughs> you're sitting right behind this horse's butt. Too close. Okay. Now, Sorry, man. I just I, I got the lost because hor- I never heard that. During the training, the horses just run. They just run in circles. That's what, that's how the, the trainers tra- train them. They got the rope out there, and they just let them run. And that's just for the training, just so they can get the gas out, right? Now, when you strap yourself onto this horse, you got to put the blinders on, and the horse trusts you to lead it straight in the right direction. Otherwise, if it sees the horses to its left or right, it'll spook, it'll jump, and carnage will ensue. Now, I, I bring this up because it's the when we're looking for guidance for the heart, uh, we have to learn to, to trust our trainer. We have to learn to trust the jockey that is behind us all the time, putting us on the straight and narrow, guiding us in which way to go. If we were to fight which way to go, left, right, straight, whatever, he'll let us know one way or another. If we're not close to him, it would be like a brand new jockey hopping on the back of a a horse and it won't trust him. It won't follow the directions. Dale, I like how you brought up um, accountability partners. How would you choose who you would want to be accountable, hold you accountable. Because if we're asking people to help us be accountable, that means you're relying on their judgment of what is essentially garbage, what is um, valid. How would you choose that? I guess one of the first people I'd choose would be my wife. Um, Because she can... She can see things I can't, like what I may not see as potentially harmful. She'll be like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, most women do see what men can't see. Yeah. <laughs> but and, I often wonder why. why. Why do they get that? I want that. <laughs> <laughs> why do Why do ladies have the that ability to to see? Yeah, how come we don't see? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But, I mean, just choose somebody who you feel is walking with the Lord. I mean, if and choose more than one person. The Bible says in the multitude, multitude of counselors, there's safety. No. Um, Justin is a seven-day advocate. Uh, what, Wayne's Baptist over here? Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. Then, so... I kind of also feel that you have to have similar values or different things like that because, or different outlooks, because otherwise you're just going to be like led astray. That's the way I look at it. That, that's a good point. You should be equally yoked. The, the, I mean, I know that equally yoked usually means friendship or marriage or something like that, but that's a good point. If, and maybe I could toss something else in there. I know I went to a, it was a men's conference once, and one of their talks that they did was about addiction to pornography. And when they brought it up, they actually brought up accountability, which I thought was awesome. But one of the things they brought up was that you should hold yourself accountable to someone who's actually been through what you've going, what you're going through, because otherwise it, I don't want this to sound rude, but it, it, it won't mean as much. To either of you, if you're not on the same page, 
I can see that because I feel the fact that the people that come from Iraq or anything like that and they go through therapists or actually go if you just go to a therapist in general if you have not seen the hell you don't understand like it's just as simple as that I can't say it any brighter or colorful than that yeah it's uh, all about the language really if uh, um, you'll be speaking a language that another person doesn't really understand um, it would be like us holding it a non-believer asking them to hold us accountable for our actions when they don't even know what you're really talking about sure I'll hold you accountable to whatever it is you want me to but I don't really understand what you're going through but I'll do it anyway you know <laughs> what you're telling me you can't kill people hmm we might have a problem here <laughs> isn't this kind of like the line leading the blind like yeah. in the very beginning of this uh, right so, right right Earlier, you asked the question of where do we find our values? Uh, I, I think, or values are where, where, how would you know the, the garbage in, garbage out? I think if, if I can put like a base level, a baseline, I think the Ten Commandments would be a great starting point, personally, because the Ten Commandments in Scripture has been called the law of love. It's been called the law of liberty. It's been... Uh, considered the actual parallel line of what God's character is like, you know, and I mean, it's been given so many names about, uh, I guess, the reflection of what God's true character and nature really is. And so I I think if somebody's looking for a value system, if somebody's looking for, well, how how am I supposed to know what's what's garbage in, what garbage out? You know, what, what kind of things am I putting in? I think the Ten Commandments would be a great, perfect starting point for something like that. With any kind of a, a, a belief or any kind of data that you you, you get, you always have to uh, do some research to see where that derived from so that you understand that you're not just plugging in numbers, that you're not just plugging in whatever values you want to. For those that like go out c- computer shopping, you kind of do your homework to understand the specs that you're looking at before you buy it. And if you don't understand, then you rely heavily on the gentleman in the nice polo shirt behind the counter, and you trust that they're going to point you in the right direction. Wayne, you had something? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm just, I want to zero in on this garbage thing. Are we, here's my question, and then I'll go on. Are we talking about how do we recognize the garbage? Is that what we're talking about? Okay, I would say you're on the right track with seeking information and things like that. But for me, it is a series of, Life verses. Um, Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome thing come out of your mouth, but only that which will build one another up. That's my NIV version. If I don't want unwholesome things to come out of my mouth, I cannot pursue things that are unwholesome, such as movies. And, and, and there's a, there's what, PG, PG-13 rated R, I mean, when my kids were raised, we were raising our kids, it was all G. It was all G-rated stuff. I mean, and they're trying to rip apart the G's now for things that they, you know, I don't know what they are. But G-rated stuff. G-rated stuff goes in. Hopefully G-rated stuff goes, comes out. Comes out, yeah. So you have, you have to, I'm speaking as a father and, and a grandfather right now. 
I, you have to be careful what you allow into your mind and you have to be careful what you allow into your kids' minds. And another life's verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight or he will direct your paths. I like that better. We have to trust him and we have to pray about what goes in. And just a personal thing that happened to me and then I'll, I'll give the floor up. When I was a kid, I think my parents tried to protect us as much as they could. Um, but we were at my grandfather's farm, and we were swinging and having fun. I mean, it was just a good time at the farm. While I was on the tire swing, swinging back and forth, swinging back and forth, swinging back and forth. And I, there were some pictures on the ground, and I didn't know what it was. So I went over, and I, I think I'm going to say I was at four or five. And this is horrifying to think about. When I picked it up, it was pornography. I didn't know what the deal was. This was a bad thing. And I'm going to tell you, this garbage that went in, it's still there. So that's ultimate garbage right there. And it's still up in that computer brain of mine. And it's a struggle your whole life. So you have to protect your mind from it. So you protect your children, you protect your family, you protect your wife. And this just, it slipped in. It slipped in. And it's still there. I was thinking of the verse um, where it says, we can't help but speak those things which we have seen and heard. I know Paul was talking about what Jesus has told them and talked to them about and them spreading the gospel. But if we just take that phrase, and I'm not trying to take it out of context, you can't help except speak what you are putting into yourself. If you are hearing and listening to, to garbage like we're talking about, that, like we've said, that is going to come out. That's the evidence of the fruit, like what you said earlier. Can I give you guys a, a, a fun did you know? Love those. Oh, oh yeah, please. this is fun. Okay. Do you know why garbage in, garbage out? Like those verses, like scientifically speaking, the way that God has hardwired humanity to work, like for example, the, the example of pornography was brought up several times. Do you know why pornography is so detrimental to people? Because it burns, literally burns what's known as a neuronal pathway into your brain, right? And whatever you are doing during that time releases the happy hormones, like the various different happy hormones. And then whatever that is, your brain will begin to hardwire itself to say, this is happiness. And that's why it's so detrimental. And, and it doesn't have to be pornography. It can be uh, chemical drugs. It can mm -hmm. be anything. It, literally anything that your body, that you gain happiness from. But the thing is, is do you realize how brilliant it was that God put that in there? Because check this out. And I it, forgive me for getting a little past PG here. I love my wife very dearly. And we exercise from time to time. <laughs> Amen. And, amen, 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 amen. And the thing is, though, is check this out. Check this out. The more that you engage in those type of sexual encounters with your spouse, it burns that neuronal pathway deeper into your brain. And your brain wants not just sex with your wife, but your brain associates the presence of your spouse 
as being happiness. Mm. Like, do you realize the, the, the power that we have in our programming our own brain by if we engage in those things that are holy and righteous, and Scripture says, if we engage in those things that are holy and righteous and, and uh, uh, right, then suddenly our entire brain begins to shift toward those things and we naturally desire those things because those happy hormones are only released when those things are engaged in. So whether it's good or bad, because I, I, I actually asked this question, well, God, why is it that it's so easy to become addicted to something? Why? And then I heard a message from a pastor and that's what he was saying. He's saying, this is why. We were hardwired to be, ba and he called human beings the receptacle. They, he called us pleasure receptacles. Mm -hmm. God made us to enjoy. The Garden of Eden is, is called the Garden of Pleasure. That's what Eden means. He wanted us to enjoy Eden, right? Obviously, we messed it up, but that's, not, that's a whole other story. But when it comes to our input, when our input is the correct type of input and we gain that, those pleasure chemicals and those happy chemicals during that time, it begins to burn these easy paths in our brain so it becomes easier and easier and easier, but so too the other way. And I, I was giving it this, this example. Imagine walking through a field that the grass is really tall and it's like, you know, four or five foot tall. If you walk through that field from here to there, right? The first time you walk through it, it's really what? It's hard, right? Yeah, it's real hard. Why? Because there's grass everywhere. But let's say you walk that same path the second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. And this, this is what's called a neuronal pathway. It's when your, your, um, uh, brain cells actually begin to burn together and it becomes easy to go down that path. But after a while, let's say it's, whether it's a good or bad one, but let's say all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is like, let's say it's, it's an addiction of some kind. Oh, well, instead of going down this path, I want to go down this path. Well, guess what? You got to, you got to tread the new, the new thing. And, but after you stop running down this path, grass begins to grow again and it becomes difficult. Like something like cigarettes or something, let's say you're addicted to it and it's, you want to get rid of it. But after you get rid of it and it's harder to get in back, it, it gets harder and harder the farther away and the longer time you, you get off that. So it's a big did you know, but I just, I loved it when I, when I heard that about your spouse. Like God actually hardwired us to want and, and, and love our spouse more and more and more because of the garbage in, garbage out. It goes hand in hand with that. Yay, God. <laughs> <laughs> In our uh, description of this topic, we might have to put like a little buzzword in there <laughs> because I am well aware that a good portion of our audience are teenagers. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, children. <laughs> yeah. It's something to look forward to, kids. Uh, it really is. After marriage. Yeah. After marriage. Yes. Do it the right way. There, there are many, many reasons why, and normally they have two feet and they pitter patter around your legs of yes. why not to wait until after marriage. Yeah. Then they ask why, 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 why. <laughs> um, without trying to chase our tail around with this more, I want to open up this this final question, talking about this garbage in, garbage out. There's also that that saying, that whole oh, follow your heart, follow your heart. Well, we just read the verse. That talks about what happens if, what can happen if you follow your heart. Now, um, it was brought up to have your spouse as your accountability partner, which I, I feel is really, really wise, but they're also going to be the first one to kill you while you sleep. Yeah, I've come back from the dead many times. <laughs> Especially if they're left-handed. I mean, what? 
My wife has a Bowie knife next to her side of the bed, so it's gonna be fast and quick. So, so, so then cue cue the the, the brotherhood topic because you know we actually want to see each other live to see the next day. So it's always uh, smart to surround yourself with brothers <coughs> that will say you need to change your habit, otherwise we won't see you anymore because your accountability partner will will, will get rid of you while you sleep. <laughs> So we choose we choose other people then, right? Right. Well, I can say one thing that the people that are sitting at this table are accountability partners because for the most part we all work together. We don't talk all the time, but I sense the presence of a brother. So I can tell you that I watch more about what I say and what I do. And that's good. It's a really good thing because before I would just let things slip. Now I don't. I don't do that because Everybody there knows that I'm involved with this group, Biblical Chili. We talk about it all the time. And they see us. They see us in the break room. They talk. I mean, sometimes I don't talk to you guys because I don't want to ruin anything for the next episodes. But <laughs> it's important to be around people that will hold you accountable. Even if they're not saying, hey, knock it up. Their presence is there. You know what they believe in. And that's what you want to be. Well, I actually have two things to come to mind with what the question and I think side question you had. But uh, I do believe Gandhi says the fact that what do not deny what is in your heart because what it then you would just be denying yourself. I do believe is his quote on that. I always like that one. And then also I feel that it's kind of more like along the lines of what you guys are talking about is more a village helps raise you and I still believe no matter how old you are <laughs> that Grandpa. you still need someone there to help you out no matter what you're going through so a village is always better than just having one or two people so I, Tom just brought that up about the heart and uh, actually this this last Saturday, I had, oh, wow, well, let me put it this way. The ladies were gone, and so all the kids were at my house <laughs> because in our family, all the women were gone at this women's retreat that my wife put together with her sister and several other ladies. And uh, so we got into this talk with the kids, and it was very interesting. Well, I did because I had all the kids at the house. And, Tom, I think you you just hit the nail on the head about the the heart and talking about the heart. And let me, let me read this from, uh, this is Jeremiah 17, nine. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I was trying to, I was talking to the kids specifically about, and whatever anybody's opinion is on this, that's, that's fine. And I'd love to hear it. But we, in, in my household, talking about garbage in, garbage out, we, are very cautious, even when it comes to Disney. And I understand Disney is supposed to be like all these kids, kid thing, but not so much anymore. Well, let me put it that way. I just, we caution against those type of movies because in all of their movies, it's always follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. What does your heart say? If I follow my heart, I do this. If I, and scripture tells us very explicitly, and I'm glad you said what you just said about Gandhi you're denying yourself. Well, the Bible specifically actually states to deny ourselves. 
because our heart is wicked mm-hmm. and deceitfully. What this means is, is our own heart will deceive our, ourselves. If you know what I'm, it, I know that sounds like weird, but the thing is, is our heart wants what it wants and it's, it always wants the flesh. It always wants a, a desire to do what it wants to do is always a, a selfish act and it'll even deceive yourself. So Wayne, you can know what's right. Like we talked about values here either. You can know what the garbage is and your heart will justify the garbage for one reason or another. And that's why it says in, in this verse, let me, let me read it real quick again. It's real, it's a real short verse. Actually, I didn't even get, I didn't even quote it. It said Jeremiah 17, nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In other words, you can't even know the desires of your own heart because it's so deceitful. It's so desperately wicked. It wants what it wants. Well, you make it hard to follow up with that one, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I wanted to throw in there was the music and how it influences us and the words that come into our mind. I stand next to the same guy every day at work, and he sings a lot of songs, and I'll sing a song. And he, he, like this guy knows music, and he would say, do you know what that song's about? And I would say, you know, I really don't. And most of the songs that we sang that day were about a drug or about an addiction or about um, something evil. So there are messages in music. So you have to be careful. Another thing, I keep bringing up my kids. I keep bringing up my grandkids. I protected them from music because, I mean, it was ingrained in us uh, growing up in church that, there was a lot of bad music out there. There's a lot of bad messages in music. I mean, some of the songs that we sing at the top of our lungs in the radio, I mean, you may not sing songs in the car. You may just listen to Christian radio. Um, but if you do listen to a regular secular station, just listen to the words. There are some things that are in there that would blow your mind. And that stuff goes in our brain, and we just kind of accept it. And eventually, some of those things come out. I mean, absolutely they come out, and it influences us. Um, sometimes with the music, for me, and I, I love listening to music when I do anything, but for me sometimes it's not the words, but it's the rhythm. And sometimes if you get a song with a good rhythm and a good beat and you're doing the dishes and you're whatever, and and, and sometimes my wife has actually come to me and said, do you know what that words are saying? And I'm like, no, not really. I just kind of, then I sit, take a step back and listen to the words. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best song to sing. And then I go to something else. Speaking on music here, the music, the, 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 the tonality speaks to your heart. It'll, it'll pull the heartstrings. And even some of the, the, the popular music, even Beatles were guilty of it, and oh, I could think of a few others that they they wrote some really good songs, but the lyrics were so catchy they couldn't even finish the song, so they had to just fill in the lines with la 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 <laughs> for so many stanzas just so they could finish the song. If you uh, are interested, Garth Brooks has a. A, a talk that he does on this, and he he brings up 
multiple examples of songs that are only half finished because they wanted to get the lyrics out, the the the, the, the music out there. But yeah, we have to guard. We have to guard. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast that talked about the last, um, the the last bit of media that brought you to tears. The last little bit of media that brought you to tears, and for me, it was a, a it was a song. It was a song. It was a, a Luke Combs song, and I can't even think of what it talks about, and uh, or the name of it. I know what it talks about. My my uh, oldest daughter sent it to me, and uh, she is from my failed marriage, and it was called "Even Though I Left" or "Even Though I'm Leaving." And man, talk about break your heart, <laughs> but. It's, uh, you have to be aware of the words. You have to be aware of the meaning. It might feel good listening to it, but if, unless you understand, because even my, my teenage daughter right now will start singing stuff that's like, oh, it sounds good. It, it, the, the, the beat's catchy, but I'm like, break it down. Re- read the lyrics. What, what, what is it saying? You know, queen, queen, you know, there's there's so many examples out there that are just catchy. You'll find yourself singing it. It's it comes off the tongue so simple. I have what they call musical Tourette's, where I'll just break into a song if someone brings up something that even springs to mind an idea of the song. And yeah, you, you have to pay attention to the words because whatever whatever you say influences the little ears. I, I know I've brought them up before, but I wanted I want to put this little plug in there. If you guys want to learn about mainstream media from people who produce mainstream media and got out of mainstream media, I would highly recommend going to YouTube and looking up Little Light Studios. They are huge and they're only getting bigger. They at they're not afraid to come out to whether it's be music or or a movie or a movie production studio, and they'll come flat out and say, "Okay, what does the Word of God say?" about this input what does the word of god say about this and they they come from a perspective which i appreciate heavily they are not of the perspective that all music is evil or all uh movies are evil or all tv shows are evil they're like no it is a tool and it depends on how it's being used and that's why i appreciate so look up little light studios on youtube or just type in little light studios and they they're awesome they have so much material out there and they uh, work with their people a lot. They put out new videos every, I think, Monday. So they got new stuff out there constantly. So if, any, if uh, nobody else has anything to add, I'll open this up to the listener. I want you to, uh, to chime in. We've had some, some um, feedback picking up. Is there a, a part that we haven't touched on? If so, let us know. Is there a question or a uh, topic that we've brought up that you want to hold us accountable to let us know we'd love to hear feedback because all the feedback that we hear helps all of us grow and with that i think we're gonna wrap this up thanks again for joining us this has been tom this is justin this is matt this is dale this is sully and this is wayne thanks again for listening everybody and we'll see you or we'll talk to you next week Hello again. I hope you had a great time. Feel free to reach out to that chili crew on the interwebs. You can reach them at that book of faces. Also a twittering bird. And you can also send an electronic mail at biblicalchili at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to see you soon.